My loves, I don't know if you're like me or many of my friends or the, a lot of the people that I know, but listen, do you have a cabinet in your kitchen that's packed with supplements and all these amazing things? They're all there to support your overall health, to boost your gut, to boost your vitality, but you ended up being like too overwhelmed to even like look at it and create a routine with them that you're like just ended up skipping taking your supplements. I've been there too, honey. And this is why I want to take a moment to share an incredible discovery with you, my darling. It's called AG1. And let me tell you, it's been a game changer for me. And how I noticed that it was a big game changer for me was when me and my dad were, do were, we were doing that grief walk from uh, friends through Spain. And I got to tell you, the food was delicious, but it wasn't the best for my gut. But how I kept the gut going, how I kept boosting my vitality throughout the walk was every morning I would put a pack, a packet of the AG1 into a water bottle and I would shake it up and I would drink it. Even my dad, who's always like, here, dad, here, this is good for you. He's like, no, thanks. And granted, you know, the homie's got, you know, he's doing really well um, health-wise. And, but he's always like, nope. But with this, with AG1, he was like, okay, give me some. And he would take it. And it's, there is, it's, it's amazing when you take something, uh, you know, with routine and you start to see the results. It's like, okay, fine. I found my thing. Especially because it's just one serving that has the most straightforward way and simplest way for you to get your vitamins and your nutrients and your minerals and your prebiotics and probiotics. And honestly, why take a bunch of different things when you can just get um, all of it in, in one scoop of this delicious magic AG1 powder? into a glass of water or into the beautiful uh, water bottle that you get. This is how I start my days, honey. And honestly, if you're a traveler, they also uh, will send you, you could also get the AG1 travel packs and they're amazing. And, and every time I have a friend that comes over to the house, I'm always like, here, take a couple of these and try it out for yourself, you know? And I want to share an amazing, exclusive, delicious offer with you today. If you want to take ownership of your health, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash sa. So that's drinkag1number1.com backslash sa. Um, you got that. And if you don't go to the show notes, it's there. And cheers to your health and your vitality. Hey, my love, listen real quick. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as we love creating it for you. And if you find value in what we're doing and you want to show some appreciation, we have two simple ways for you to contribute. The first one is by buying us a coffee. It's a one-time donation that goes a long way in helping us cover production costs, equipment upgrades, and other podcast-related expenses. Every cup of coffee makes a significant impact in our ability to keep delivering the quality content that you love. The second option is for you to become a monthly supporter by buying us a coffee on a reoccurring basis. By setting up a monthly donation, you become an integral part of our podcast sustainability. And we get to continue to create the content you love with confidence, knowing that we have a reliable source of funding coming in. 
And we love you for that. Listen, head over to the show notes and click the link there or go to buymeacoffee.com backslash spiritually sassy show. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com backslash spiritually sassy show. And I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have already been buying us a coffee. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your generosity is so wonderful. And we're incredibly grateful for your support. What's up, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show, where we are redefining what it means to be spiritual in the modern world. I'm your host, Sadi Simone, and it's truly such a freaking joy to be here with you today. Listen, today's guest is someone that I have, um, I found out about him through TikTok during the height of the pandemic here in the United States, where I live, and I, I'm like trying to track back to how it all played out. Essentially, Ian and Chris were creating content about their queer relationship. And it was the most inspiring, loving, funny. It was all the things that I want in queer romance was all the delicious things that we want for a queer, you know, partnership. They were doing all the things together. They were laughing together, crying together, having deep conversations together. I mean, the full scope. I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. Thank you for role modeling this into the world. Um, They're not together anymore, but we don't get into the tea about that, honey. We get into the tea about all these other amazing, delicious, powerful things. I mean, their breakup was... On the news, it was all over the place. They really took TikTok. um, They like what they were a storm on TikTok. You know, their videos were constantly viral, super ultra viral over and over and over again. Anyways, let me give you a little bit of the tea on who Ian Paget is. He is a legendary performer who has dazzled audiences in stage productions like Mamma Mia on Broadway, This Ain't No Disco, A Chorus Line, and Escape to Margaretville, as well as on screen in Step Up Revolution and Rock of Ages. Ian Paget has created an amazing social media community with over 2.5 million followers on TikTok, showcasing his ability to engage and entertain audiences both on stage and online. This episode was really, really beautiful for me as a queer person to just really dive deep into queer trauma, queer, you know, ways, queerness in general. So if you're not queer, you should listen so you can get educated and inspired and you laugh as well, naturally. Uh, And if you are queer, I hope you feel seen And I hope you feel the warmth of two queer men um, sipping the tea with you, honey. All right. I love you. Get into this. Peace. Okay. So where are you, Mr. Ian? Okay. I am in sunny California. I'm in LA right now. And I'm crashing at a friend's house because I am... (laughs) I am in between. Um, I'm moving to New York in like a week. 
and my movers came yesterday and they picked up everything that I'm taking to my apartment at least and to my new apartment in New York. Um, Cause baby, she's going back. She's going back to New York. Why are you going back to New York? Um, <laughs> because <laughs> like, I've done 11 years of New York and my sister is there. My brother is considering moving back and I'm just like, I can't, I cannot even like begin, <laughs> you know, je I, cannot, je will not. I go in and out for work and I'm happy to be there for like three days, two days. When yeah. I cross the four or five days, I'm like, okay, I, uh, uh-uh, thank you. I get that. Yeah. I, you know, I spent a lot of formidable years in New York, like 14. I went to college there and then I, you know, I, I grew up, I, I, my adult life was in New York. And so a lot of me is there. A lot of what I know to inspire me to, um, light, just light me up daily is there. And, it's kind of funny, and, and I think this happens, and I'm sure people probably can um, relate, but the second I signed my lease, I started second-guessing it, and I was like, wait, but LA is actually okay. Like, wait, it's so gorgeous. Like, I do like my thing. Like, all of a sudden, you're, like, looking at everything with, like, like new eyes, and I'm a questioner. I'm, I, I'm, I'm uh, As much as I'm, like, I believe in everyone to be able to do whatever they want. I can also be very skeptic. I can hold both at the same time. And so while I'm excited to go back to New York, I started second guessing my choice the second I made it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it's been an interesting last couple of weeks because it's like really happening. It's a big change. And I love LA. I, I can say that now. Like I love things about it, but I think there's something about New York that takes care of things for me energetically. I can walk around like I'm a very, my brain is always super active. I like to be active and it helps me process the way that I like walk through the city. And it's not even a new city. It's somewhere where I I've had memories, but now I'm going to get to go in this in this young age that I'm in, you know, and like get to make new ones and kind of, um, I get to, to see it with new eyes again. So it's like New York mm-hmm. part two and mm-hmm. I'm really excited. So, uh, I know it's not for everybody, but for me, it really, there's nothing like it. And I get to city bike everywhere. And I, and I just like that. I like that kind of mm-hmm. energy and I'll come over here for the fun and the respite. Great. Okay. So a couple of things come up. Uh, an astrologer told me recently that I have like transitioned into another phase of my life where I don't need as much outside stimulation to bubble up in, you know, creativity for me that I don't need the external world to be lit in order for me to be like excited and creative and put stuff out there and make art and show up and be of service in any way. Um, that's why I'm now living in this, you know, feels like a small village. I'm in Topanga, you know, it's like a small little village. I don't really see much, but, you know, driving down the hill really regularly, um, to do all kinds of work. And then I was chatting with the astrologer about my sister's chart. And then the astrologer said, she's in a different phase of her life because I was puzzled. I was like, girl, why are you going back to New York? Like mom just died. Like, why the fuck would you put yourself through such a hard fucking city? Makes no sense. You know, be where you have friends, be in nature, be close to the ocean. And the astrologer said her chart, her season in life is different. She definitely needs the external stimulation to feel creative, which is sounds like what's coming up for you. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I love that you brought that up because this year, uh, 
I, I mean, I've been going back and forth a lot. I, I, I went for two months in the summer and I was really taking stock of what is it about New York and what is it about LA that like that feed me in whichever in, you know, in their, in their different ways. And I realized I was like in New York, I mean, I don't have a home there, right? I stay with friends. So it's like always vacation. It feels like I'm going to dinners, but also I'm like making content. I'm, I'm sharing my life a little bit more because it feels like there's more to share. And then I come to LA and LA, actually, I feel productive. Like I'll, I'll be in my home and I'll be like, what do I want to make today? I'm always thinking like that. Like I'm always like, what do I want to make? How can I be of service to like my followers or just like, like this thing that I know I, I need to put some energy mm-hmm. into. Right. And I do feel like LA, whilst it may be not the most, um, you know, like stimulating place because it is so common, maybe in your car and you're with yourself a little bit more that has actually brought up like, well, what do I, it it allows me to have a conversation with myself, which is, well, what do I want to make today? And so I actually feel more productive here or just as productive. It just feels more cocooned. And then when I go to New York, I just hope I don't lose that. You know what I mean? Like I hope I keep that same, okay, I want to make something and then use the energy and stimuli of New York City to help infuse like where I'm at, you know, that, on that day or, or however I decide to make whatever I, I make. Mm-hmm. What did you ask me? <laughs> I just realized I was this talking is, and I was like... No, this is great. Listen, I want to ask you about the creation of content. Like, because you... I mean, I found you during the pandemic and I was amazed by you and your ex-boyfriend, the connection you guys had. When the breakup happened, I was really genuinely upset. It was almost like the Brad Pitt and Angelina breakup. I was like, no, you guys can't break oh my up. God. You Work. guys cannot break up. It's like, I need you guys to stay together. For me, it's like it was part of like my inspiration for, for you know, gay power couple. Um, and so I think I want to trace back to like the creation of content during that season and and now to what it's like now, because you haven't stopped and I still watch your content. I, I love the new things, the new sides that we get to see that you're putting out, um, the level of vulnerability and honesty that we get to see from you because you've become a, a social media celebrity in the last couple of years and that, so the layers of my question is. Talk about the creation of content during pandemic. And then like, what is it like to have become a social media celebrity? I mean, I have large audience too. I get recognized, you know, random places constantly. I have no idea what it's like to be you with the kind of, you know, wild following that you have. And also, cause we don't have queer icons. We don't have people that queer people can look up to. And you were, you were, no, you still are, you know, for me and for a lot of queer people, uh, you know, paving the way, showing up, oh you know, sh- um, expressing different sides of me. Cause you know, in my world, um, I'm s- in my world and my friends, it, you know, everyone's kind of in that same kind of, you know, um, space of wellness and spirituality. And you tickle that like fab glam power, you know, <laughs> live. The category is live, bitch. The you category. Know, oh energy. my God. Yeah. Wow. I, I just have to say, I love, I, that is so, I really received that. And that feels so nice because coming out of that breakup, like I was going, I, I went through it. Like I, it was a lot, breakups are terrible. And I actually felt like I dropped the ball on, you know, now, you know, now I'm feeling better. And like, oh, I wish I would have, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But like, I did feel like I needed to take some time and I didn't know what my content was going to be without 
Chris because he he spearheaded so much of it and I wasn't really in the driver's seat with that. And I was, it's like, you know, we always said this and every interview we ever did or the way we talked about it was like, we were the I Love, a, a sort of gay I Love Lucy show and I was Lucy and he was Desi. And, you know, all of a sudden Lucy and Desi break up and, you know, we don't have Desi Lou Productions anymore. And so the, I felt that I lost a boyfriend and I also lost, um, not lost, but like, you know, I transit, we just broke up and, and, and I lost a business partner and all of that. And so, to navigate what it is I wanted to do by myself, feeling uh, confident enough to be able to do it was, I think that's the biggest thing is, is I wasn't in the driver's seat a lot of the time with Chris because I just always was like, oh, my focus is theater. My focus is acting. I'm an actor. I'm a dancer. Like I know how to do that. I know how to push and, and I'm very, very gifted and driven. Um, and I know how to do that, right? Like drive on that road. And so then all of a sudden there was this content creating thing that was happening. And I, I think deep down, I just was like, if I tried by myself, would I be enough? Would I be enough? And especially coming out of what we were together, you're like, wow, we were, we, we made so much magic together. And mind you, a lot of the beginning of it was like, he taped a lot of me. It was me running my mouth, but we did that together. And it was, he believed and he saw this beautiful thing in me that he wanted to share. And so we had this magical moment online. And so when, when the, the casing of that fab, the, the thing that's being made is now shifted and we've lost some of those pieces, like Chris goes away, I was trying to rebuild and I was like, Oh, I don't know what that is. Um, and so now every day is still a day of like, will people care about what I'm about to say? Like, do I want to share this today? How do I want to, you know, like, but it's taught me and it's put me in a very driver's seat position where I'm like, what is it I want to make? Like CEO, like, what is the idea? Like, how do I want to make people feel? How can I be of service and not just, you know, and then sometimes you have to think like that and then go, I just want to post what I think is exciting and funny. I just want to post my thought. Here's how I'm feeling today. I hope this helps you. And that is sometimes really hard because the voice in your head will start to make you think, you know, otherwise. Um, and so it's really nice to hear that you used words like fab, glam, live, because that is like, so my, my, I, I, it just took me a second to get back to living, like fully living and like expressing myself and doing my Beyonce videos because I'm obsessed after I saw that concert, by the way. That was actually another big moment in these last couple months. I saw that concert. I started like watching the dances on TikTok and I just saw like pure, talk about living and power. Miss B is like, and just all the dancers and the energy and the way this album saved me this year. And it's, 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 you know, no coincidence that it's called Renaissance and I do feel like I have been having mine and this sort of rebirth, like it, it all, it all came together. And so she's been really inspiring because it brought me back to like love dance again and to like share me dancing and to like take up space and be like, yeah, bitch, you can learn that. And you can, you could be a dancer on her. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's stopping all that other, you know, self intrusive, the intrusive thoughts and being like, no, baby, I'm here. This is what makes me tick. This, ma I love this. this. I this lights me up, and it's been really nice to see that people are like, okay, work. Like, where, where, where was she? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so to navigate, like, I just, it's, it's been a roller coaster of things, and um, every day it's like a new class. I'm, it's never perfect. You know what I mean? I'm always trying to see like, what can I do? And 
you post something and that feels good and baby, you got to think of a new thing. And like, you know, it's, it's, I fully, um, I fully understand content creators a lot more now and like sympathize and empathize with them because, you know, you are, you are everything. You're your writer, producer, director, all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's been, it's been cool though. And to like meet amazing people like you and other creators and then the audiences walking around and people being like, Oh my God, I just want to say, I love you. Like, I love your videos. And at one point I know this is so tangential, but there was a moment where people would say that a lot. And I was in a place and every time it happened, I'd walk away and be like, but what videos do you love? I don't even post that much. Like, are you just talk? Are you just saying that to be nice? Do you, you're, you just see a celebrity. Like I kind of, I go a little, just like I, I start not believing. I just start not believing them, you know? Mm, and mm-hmm. and my, my therapist has always been like, you need to be better about when someone tells you something, believe them when they say that thing, like whether it's in, in you know, personal relationships and don't hear it. And then you literally completely make new meaning out of words they chose to use with you so wow. that it fits your narrative, you know? So, um, mm-hmm that's a thing, uh, that I'm working on. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been very cool and has afforded me like really, really cool opportunities. Like talking to you. We love seeing it, honey. Okay. I want to dive a, a layer deeper. You said that you like were questioning, uh, creation, doing, showing up. How dark did things get through a breakup? I mean, I'm tracing it through my year. My mom died in December. My guru died two months later. Then my boyfriend broke up with me uh, three months later. So this, it's October 6, 2023. This is going to be the most fucked up year of my life, you know? But I'm, you know, and the first three months after my mother's death, that was like the worst I've ever felt. And I think I was able to go through the breakup with Ben um, recently in a new way because of how deeply heartbroken I, I had already been. I don't think my heart could crack any wider than it had already cracked earlier in the year. Yeah. So, but I went through, you know, the depth of it, of, you know, the, the darkness was so fucking severe so I want to I want to invite people into because, you know, people see you and they may not s- see the, you know, the the depth of what it is to like. They may not they may they may miss the humanity in you. You know, if you got it together, I think people may not see the mental health struggles that everyone goes through. I mean, I've, I've worked with, you know, global icons of A to Z. You know, I work at a hospital a couple of days out of the week. I hope I work at a homeless shelter once a week. So from the scope of big A-list celebrities to homeless people to, you know, social media celebrities, it's like we have, we all struggle with the same things. I just want to hear you speaking to that a little bit more. Like, what was it like to be in Ian's body during... And we don't need to, you know, hover over the breakup. We could just, any hardship you've gone through, like, how dark did it get? And what helped you to, like, come back on? on? Yeah, I mean. Is that, that okay to talk about of, it? You better be, oh bitch, because this is what oh I my wanted. God. Okay, good. Of course. I This okay, baby, this is, you, I, 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 this is, this is one of those things. That's why I, like, I was so excited when we were going to talk because, this is a part of me that I think um, I want to be sharing more online is that kind of like, this is really what's going on. Like, 
yes, we're all posting like with the moving and the this and the that and like, oh my God, new chapters because the idea is you want to sell something aspirational, right? Not everyone, it's, uh, but it can be whatever you want, but that's usually, and sometimes what I fight with and, and have to manage is, but I want it to be aspirational. And then sometimes I'm like, how much of that is because I'm actually scared to say exactly how I feel right now, which is, fuck, decisions are hard. Holy shit. I'm, uh, you're, you're pulling the trigger is one thing, but then you have to deal with, okay, like I'm going to go, I'm going to go to new, like, you know, there's just never really a moment of feeling um, like fully, fully a hundred percent because there's always something new popping into your life. That's going to like maybe throw you a little off kilter. And, um, and I handle things pretty well, but my body, I noticed my body when this year was happening this last year and a half that like it, it needed, um, it needed grounding. It needed touch. Like I needed to be around friends who like hugged me a lot and I needed to be around that kind of like, I needed to feel love on me. Um, and I lost such a deep connection and, and this, this, this like, you know, role in my life that I all of a sudden was like, oh, I need to fill that up again. And what does that look like? And so obviously that was me going to New York and then I made some new friends. I made, I made a best friend this year who I literally like, you know, we joke that if he wasn't married, we would be married. Like that kind of like level of deep connection. And he, he, he sparked a new joy in me that like reminded me, oh, I'm capable of, I'm still capable of love and I enjoy giving it. And I'm not a bad person for any of the mistakes that's, that, ha that have happened in the past. Like all of that narrative started to go away. Um, and also like, I, I, I felt deep panic and like jittery ang anxiousness in my body more than I ever have in my entire life. Like on flights, I would come back from New York and come to LA and I would feel a sense of dread when I got to the airport. And if I got in the Uber, I was just feeling like anxious, like being back, like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I going to do here? As though, you know, this, this unknown, this fear, I felt fear more than I ever have this year. And fear of losing, you know, it just what you have, who you are, all the things. And, um, and so I, I'm very, very proud of myself that like, I'm still somehow here. I, 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 you know, it, it lived through me, it passed. And, um, there are still days, obviously like this move is a lot. This is a big change. So I'm feeling those same kind of like panicky moments in my body. And, um, and I just have to remember, like, that's because I think of you actually, because there was a, a video, you're like, stop letting the feelings that are popping up right now, like, m make you add more meaning to the moment than it than really is what happened. You know, I, I'm butchering it. But like, I think about that a lot that like, yes, your body is telling you something that does not mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean that this is going to stay with you forever. It's just happening now. It's just in this moment. Like, it'll pass. And when it does, you go, Oh, wow, I can see clearly now I I'm, I'm more excited about thinking about the future. But 20 minutes ago, the future scared the shit out of you. And you think me, how am I going to pay my bills? Like, this is the most I've ever spent on an apartment and like all the things, but that's, it feels scarier because your body, which is so powerful and beautiful is more, is, is more intense than a Stephen King novel. You know what I mean? It, or it feels like a Stephen King novel is being read in my body. You know? Oh shit, that's good. <laughs> but what helps you to get through it? Like, how do you navigate those 20 minutes of complete discombobulation, dysregulation, dread, 
these are big, heavy things. Like, how do you manage to I go through lo- it and still be yeah. okay, you know? Um, I walk. I get in my body. I get out of – because I'm in my head, right? So if I'm in my head a lot and – that is what those thoughts, which are magic, which are creating the energy in your body, which you're feeling, then I have to stop thinking those thoughts, which is obviously meditation. That got really hard this year. I remember I was like, wow, I've never, ever had a hard time, you know, meditating and being scared to close my eyes and giving myself those 15 minutes. But like I would do it. And then just knowing I finished, maybe I'm not feeling a hundred percent, but if it helped 10%, that was nice. And then the thought that Ian, you got through that, like there you're, you're, you got through that, like you and your body made it through. And so 15 minute meditations were really helpful and going on walks, um, and the support of my friends, like being around friends really helped talking to my parents, hearing my mom's voice. Sometimes, you know, like my, my parents and I, we don't always see eye to eye on the way I like attack living my life. Cause they come from a different time and they're like, way more frugal or they're, you know, they, they're, they just are like, we'll do it this way. And I'm like, no, I want to do it a, a, like a different way. And so sometimes I don't always refer back to them for, for support or feedback the way I used to. But what ends up happening is then I just miss out on connection. And even if I don't need them to tell me how to do something, just their voice and that they're like, Oh, like it's, it's just the time and that moment of feeling like I'm build, like I'm, I'm connecting with my parents, you know, like things like that have helped me um, calm my nervous system down and self-regulate. Um, but I was really like FaceTime, FaceTime with friends. Like I needed to see friendly faces to help like talk through the thing. And, um, and that was hard cause I was judging myself through it. I found mm-hmm. myself being like, why do I, I'm so needy. Like, why do I, but I was going through some shit and I was feeling uneasy. And so, you know what? Like I learned this year that I have no problem asking for help. Reach out. Yeah, so important. I mean, you said so many beautiful things that I want to just like surface it back so the listener can take note. You spoke about family, the importance of being in contact with mom and family. You spoke about how important friendship is. You also spoke about touch and consensuous, intimate, loving touch about meditation, walking. You mentioned therapy briefly. Um, oh, before. yeah. That too. Yeah, that too. Okay, so two things come up. First, how many best friends do you have? Or how many close friends you have. Okay, maybe it's put you on the spot. The reason why it's because my new book comes out March of of, of 2024. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's about it's about connection. It's about friendship. It's and it's the it's the antidote uh, to this loneliness epidemic. And in the book, we talk about like how loneliness can lead to one of two things, sometimes simultaneously chronic illness and or um, addiction. And in my case, kind of both, you know, um, earlier in life. So with that, then we start to research deeper and deeper and start to realize that the brain only has a cognitive capacity to know 150 people. And, and then you have 50. So you start to do these concentric circles of like more and more important people when it comes down to the five and the, and the 15. So do you think you have a, a, a core five that are like die hard, like Ian, whatever you need, I'm there for you. And how did you get to that place? Cause oh I don't think uh, we realize how fucking insane it is to make friends. I mean, I think, I think I can say that you are blessed and I am blessed, karmically blessed, right? As a Buddhist 
that we have a capacity to connect with people easily, but one out of four Americans have no one to talk to. 60% of Americans report feeling seriously lonely. So these are not stats to like fuck around. This is fucked up shit. And when you yeah. say you have a best friend, you made a new best friend. Like how do people in their early or late thirties, I don't fucking know how old you are. I'm, I'm 36, going to be 37. Like how do people in their late thirties make a, a new best friend? You know, these sound silly I, questions, but they're real. And doing no. the research, I was baffled by it. Yeah, no, these aren't, these are not silly questions. I love that. These are, you know, you're asking all the questions about things in my life that I hold at like with such, such high importance. My friends are everything to me. And I definitely have a, a group of five or six that are the people I talk to. You know, what's interesting is we may not like some of them I talk to every day. Some of them I don't talk to every day, but, but they're the ones who, they check it when we check in. It's how, how are you fe- like, how's it going? Maybe I didn't check in on your move like day of, but it's like, Oh wait, how did the move go by the way? And then we have these moments of deep, um, you know, connection. And if you need anything, I'm here for you. If I asked something of them, you know, I'm not scared to do that. I feel very comfortable being able to do that. But I also, I'm very good at making new friends. Like this year was again, in this Renaissance era that I'm in, I, um, I'll just give you a little anecdote. A beautiful thing happened where, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a questioner. I second guess a lot of my decisions. And I was in New York for just some hangout time in the summer. And I think it was Memorial Day. And all my friends, most of my close friends weren't in town. My friend Andrew, who I usually stay with, was going upstate or going to New Hampshire. And then I was like, oh, I could go to Fire Island, I guess. And just like, but like, I don't have my people to go with. And I tend, not always, but tend to like to have my buddy or my person with me. Like my, you know, the, so I feel comfy doing that fun thing that we're going to go do. I like sharing experiences with other people. And then when I'm ready to be alone, I'm ready to be alone. You know what I mean? As we all know from all the TikToks with Chris. Um, but I was presented with the option to go to Fire Island. And I was like, oh, like, what if I just went by myself? Like, with, and then, you know, you, you have to s- literally shut yourself up from thinking like that's irresponsible or you're not going to blah, 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 this, all the fear thoughts. And I was like, let me just go. Cause it'll be fun. And, and you know what, it'll be an experience. So I go, of course I see people I know. I, and then my friend who is at one of the houses down for me and I just literally I'm by myself. Like, so I rent a house, I find like a, an opening and I'm just like going to be there for the three days. I go to this house I meet my friend Coleman, who I've known forever. He's like a son to me. And I'm meeting all the people who are staying at his house. And the two people that are in that house are the people's, people's apartment that I'm moving into in New York. What? Because we became we became friends and they loved me and I like, we just hit it. They loved me. I loved them. And like, we hit it off. And, and then we joke because I remember when they first met me, there were a lot of guests that day at the house and on fire. Island. you know, sometimes you're like, who are these, who are these girls all up in my house? You know what I mean? I would like to relax, but then we make a joke because they didn't know who I was. And then they like, loved me and I loved them. And, you know, the next week I went over to their house and like, I cooked for them and like, we just bonded and we built this, this, this new friendship and everyone who met me and Rob is one of his names. Um, like when we were out, some of his friends were like, Oh my God, like how long have you known Ian? You guys known each other for years. And we were like, we literally just met a month ago. And they're like, that's crazy. You guys seem like you guys have known each other. And so that I like could cry thinking about it because like, 
I just love that. Those are my favorite things to walk away from more than a job. When I'm acting and I'm in a scene and I'm flying, that's a different thing. There's nothing better than that. Like nothing. But then there are these moments where you feel connection, real life connection, and it stays with you. And now you've, it's like, it's like a new charm on your charm bracelet. You're like, wow, I have, I've added a new charm. How nice does that feel? And so just, I, I say that to say that like that new friendship in that choice that I made to go to Fire Island that I was second guessing because of the, and if I hadn't gone, I wouldn't have met Robin Dan. And if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been the first person they'd offer this apartment to because they're moving into something bigger. And they were like, you know, you should contact the building. And they were just very helpful with that. Um, and so I'm very, very uh, blessed to meet people who are as willing and as and open as I am with my energy. And that feels really nice. That has felt really, because mm-hmm. after, not to harp on it, but like this last year and a half, a big intrusive thought was like, no one cares, no one cares as much about me. You know, Chris is is more successful. I, I'm not doing as well. I'm I'm not the one anymore, you know, like not even anymore, but just like, what am I doing? And um, this comparison thing. And so when you're gifted with these moments where people receive you in real time, in person, um, and not just online is a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You had to make a, a hard choice though. Like you had to go somewhere, um, you know, notorious to being like snazzy and like cunty like fire island for the gays it's like bitch i you you did the thing that i do a lot of hard things but i would not fucking go to fire island by myself bitch you better believe me. <laughs> if their friends weren't in town i would not go alone I bitch. Je can't. but you did I the hard thing and it paid <laughs> off it paid yeah. off you made a, a new best friend and now you're moving to a you know not to a new city but you're it's a new version of you moving to an old city so it's all going to be fresh and delicious so what i'm hearing too it's about making these hard fucking choices sometimes going to the event by yourself sometimes going to the meditation class or the yoga class i don't fucking know where or anything that, that is that you want to do but you're like no i don't think i will but you ended up doing it like it, it, it you're showing us the example that that's where connection, deep, powerful, sweet, intimate connection can happen. Yeah. 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 And, and what you said about the, um, oh, I need, I want a buddy to, like, I want someone to go do that. Maybe I will, Mary won't. I feel a lot better about doing those things by myself in, in New York. My loves, let's take a quick break from the episode. Cause I got to share something with you that is delicious, mind blowing and, and kind of really sweet of a surprise for me. Backstory, which probably all of you know um, by now, I have struggled with acne scars um, for as long as I can remember. And I say struggle as in I've always wanted to not have them, you know? And of course, cystic acne is gone, which is wonderful, but the scars are there and they're deep and they are, um, they're, they're always like, good morning, Sa, how are you, darling? Nice to see you again. And I have spent so much money trying to get rid of these scars. I have, you know, literally gotten, I mean, I, it's pointless to mention, I have done pretty much all the things available under the sun to be able to change the, the texture of my skin, to be able to say goodbye to the acne scars. For me, for me, because for you, if you think I don't look cute with my acne scars, 
uh, it is a reflection of the quality of your mind. Okay, let's just put that into perspective for a second. So anyways, I get sent, I get sent a lot of products all the time. People that want to participate in podcasts, people that want me to talk about their products. And I'm extremely fierce about the brands and the products that I talk about because I have to be a trustworthy source for my community, my students. And so anyways, I have uh, I have found, no, this product found me and I'm so glad it did. It's called One Skin. And the product's necessarily not built for acne scars. It's built for a variety of other different benefits, uh, which I don't need them right now, or I don't think I will need them because I'm fine um, with the way my skin is aging. However, if you're interested in transforming your aging process in a way that is healthier looking or more relaxed looking or whatever it may be for you. The point is, I want to share with you this product founded by four female PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. The product that I'm holding in my hand right now is called One Skin OS One Face. I wash my face and I put this on and I put sunscreen on and that is all. And in one week, honeys, I swear to you, it is wild. The, comp the, the complexity now, the texture of my skin is changing so much. I'm like, this can't be true, you know, because I always dream of a product like this. But hey, now it is here, you know. And unlike most skincare products on the market, one skin works deeper than the surface level. And it's designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. And check this out. In an independent 12-week clinical study, OS1 Face, which is the product that I'm holding in my hand, the product that I'm talking about, demonstrated uh, efficacy by strengthening the skin's barrier and significantly reducing visible signs of aging. In the study, they were able to have these epic results. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. And 95.5% of the people who were in this, in this study in this clinical trial experienced improved firmness. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level targeting the root cause of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to get to experience a new skin health routine. And I'm offering you, as a listener of the podcast, a 15% discount when you use code capital S-A-H, my first name, you should know by now, at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code S-A-H. And it's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. And the code is capital S-A-H. And enjoy, my darling, because we only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. 
My loves, I don't want to take too much time away from the episode, so just a quick break to give you some delicious information and something that's really exciting me. Listen, we have launched the Somatic Activated Healing Membership and the benefits that the members are sharing with us is so delicious. They're saying it's reduced depression and anxiety, reduced physical pain and sluggishness. I can't even say that word. Increase a sense of resilience, increase joy and inspiration hey we love that improved physical health and energy levels improved mental health and clarity and it's deepened their connection to authenticity and self-expression so all this a dream come true because i've always wanted to be able to have a sacred school meet temple meets dance floor so all of this coming together that's what the somatic activated healing membership is all about it's helping us Take responsibility for what we're carrying and time to say goodbye to the emotional baggage and time to say hello, open heart. Because, you know, the body keeps the score, as we've heard this. The body holds the imprints of our past experiences. And unless you have the tools and the time to process your painful experiences as they happen, it leaves an emotional residue alive in your body, which then turns your body into inflammation, then turns your mind into chaos, therefore closes your heart. Listen, and I've gone through this experience of carrying emotional baggage, a massive heavy load for so much of my life that it was like making my body, I mean, the symptoms were wild, chest pains, cystic acne, gut issues, depression, anxiety, addiction, suicidal radiation, you name it. All of these things were symptoms of unprocessed emotional baggage. So in the Somatic Activated Healing Membership, you have access to a multitude of practices, including the ultimate mind-body spiritual workout, which is what you're seeing me in the doing that that looks like a, a, a sort of a regular dance practice, but there's an entire mathematical process happening behind, which I can't wait for you to experience it for yourself. In the membership, you also have access to um, guided meditations, master classes, spiritual talks, courses, and live Dharma workshops with me once a month. Maybe I forgot to say this, but there is somatic activated healing method practices every single day live with teachers from all over the world, honey. And these are epic teachers who I have certified myself, so I fully trust them to deliver this message, to deliver this method. What we also have in the membership is a community page where you get to engage with other members. And we also have weekly inspirational prompts to get you going. So with the whole thing, this entire, you know, uh, uh, dance floor meets temple meets sacred school, the combination of all this together will give you the support to have a robust and foundational spiritual practice that will, that could literally radically change your life. And you've heard the members, what they're saying, that it's working. So take it from what they're saying, honey. In any case, I love you very much. I hope you keep enjoying the podcast and... We're giving you a seven-day free trial to the membership. So get in there. The link is in the show notes. And um, I hope I get to see you on the dance floor. Big love to you. Peace. 
I feel a lot better about doing those things by myself in, in New York. Like in New York, I'll be walking around and be like, oh, I feel like taking yoga. And then I can like look and see like when's the next yoga class around me. And I just jump into an equinox and I go take it because I know I, I'll either one bump into someone I know, or there's just an energy about like the New Yorker energy that I feel like we're all here. We literally all like trudged through whatever or biked here. I don't know. There's just something about, I feel less needy of my friends and I feel more independent and I like that. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's not like I have to see my friends. I'm like, we need, I need to have that dinner on Thursday here in LA because I need something to look forward to in New York. I'll probably want things to look forward to, but I, there will literally be things to look forward into as I'm walking daily, daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I want to trace to something you said earlier about the fact that you call your mom and you, and you, you, you reflect on and you listen to their insight, although you don't take their advice a hundred percent, but you ha at least have that back and forth. I think in the psycho spiritual wellness world of Instagram and TikTok, one thing that is really unnerving is how many people are calling their parents toxic and they're using the single word to define an entire complex human being. And the truth is, if mama was so toxic, you wouldn't have made it, bitch. You would not yeah. have made it, honey, because she was so toxic. Yeah. You would have like been like there, dead, without a single drop of milk, or even if it was formula, fuck it. You got fat, bitch, and you got some clothes. So like, don't come for me. And I think there's like a, a people want to harp and hold on to a grudge and use that kind of toxic language to to participate in the trauma bonding of social media these days. And and don't get me wrong, I work with highly traumatized people. Uh, physical trauma, like physical illness in the hospital and, you know, psycho-spiritual social trauma in the homeless shelter. And then, you know, within the other communities that I navigate in, and I don't see people using this language. I think there is like a, such an, it's so easy to just slap on this label and miss the opportunity to reconnect with mom. You know, my yeah. connection with my parents kind of came back together when my, like in such a deep, profound way, when my mom got sick. Um, but I just want to hear you you speak on like, did you have to navigate the waves of being like, fuck, I hated how my mom treated me when I came out of the closet. It was awful. I took some, some years apart. I don't know the story, but I want to just like hear you kind of share with us, you know, the, what is it like to, to, for Ian to talk to mom and ask for feedback, you know? <laughs> um, well, first off, I just want to say, I'm sending you so much love and I'm so sorry about your mom this year. That's, I, just sending you all my love for that and you and your family. Okay. Thank you. My love. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, um, thank cause you. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't even imagine it. It's crazy. Um, so that you're even asking about mine. It's just like, you're an angel. You're a little angel. Um, my relationship with my mom is really special because she actually, for all the, the sort of stereotypical Hispanic Catholic mommy things that you could throw at her. Like you just said how everyone's throwing these words and we just stamp that pretty easily or whatever. Um, she has done everything in her life to support my entire family. If she's never not worked a day in her life when she takes vacation, it's, you know, like she's bored. Um, and we, <laughs> we didn't, we, we didn't really grow up, you know, I had a very charmed life. I'd say from my, like, 
from birth to like 11 years old when I lived in London and, and, and we had a beautiful apartment and, and things were different. And then all of a sudden, like her job drastically changed and my dad's job drastically changed and we moved to Miami and, you know, I, we went from like being upper class to like middle class, like not even not poor, but like middle class where all of a sudden it was like, you know, asking for 20 bucks to go to the movies was hard because my mom was working her ass off and she's like, and then also, you know, you're a teen and you want to just go play with your friends, but you don't realize that like the money you're asking for is being hardly earned is being earned like, you know, by your parents. And, and so I had to do a lot of growing up when I left high school and I had a, a, a voice coach who became a big mentor of mine. His name is Aaron Hagen. He's the, an amazing person and one of the best voice teachers on the planet. Um, and taught a lot of people we know, uh, like Ariana, um, and some other people oh, as well. But shit. Okay. Yes, That's a yes, good yes. teacher, honey, because that bitch got yes. a voice. Holy yes. shit. Yes. You too, um, though. Oh my God. Oh, you know what's so funny? I saw your comment. That's so funny. I randomly, I've been like randomly going on some videos. I'm like, oh, like what happened here? And then you were like, more singing, please. Do you remember you, t- you so said that? so beautiful. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. It really, Thank you. That's funny. you Because you know, some people have, we're going to, please, you have to go back to the mom thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. want to say some people can sing their emotions. Some people can like sing something else they can perform something but when you sing especially in that video i can hear i can feel it and i was like damn girl you're going in it's like deep it's going there it's doing the thing you know wow yeah that's really you're that's very sweet thank you um ah wow but yeah to to mom it's like she is always there for me and her and my dad they're both they're just so supportive and the way they share in love is oh do it like this obviously you know like help do it this way or blah blah, blah be organized and 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 my mom is such a virgo in that way that like it's her way or it's no way um and i really really when i think about them and i think about having conversations with my dad about the move and just when i'm kind of feeling uneasy about my decision I always, always, always feel better after a conversation with them. They really calm me down. Um, and I didn't have any bad experience. Like coming out with my mom was actually qu- quite fine. I came out to my dad first and he picked me up from prom and like we were feeling good in the car. And I was like, dad, like I have something I want to tell you. He's like, are you going to tell me you like boys? And I was like, yeah. He's like, Ian, he's like, I'm your father. Like I've known since you were a toddler. And I was like, oh, Okay. I wish you would have told me, but like, okay. Um, I tell that story a lot. And then famous words he said were like, you know, maybe we just don't tell your mother because what she won't know won't hurt her. And, you know, he, he threw that expression and I remember being like, "Mm, okay, like not even a thing. I laughed because I did understand like it may be in just at this time. But the second I told her, she was like, "Eh." she, she was like, I thought so. Like, okay, whatever. Like, she just kind of brushed it off like it was uncomfortable maybe for a second, but it was one of those that like, mom, like, you know, I'm gay. Like and when I was in college and we have, and and when I started coming back from, that was what it was is from college and, and visiting her, we, I would take these, um, these Saturday night, like date, like dates with her and we would go and I would start to talk to her as a friend. And all of a sudden I'm like learning. I was, cause I had questions about like childhood. What were you like before you had me and Sasha? I have an older sister. Um, and you know, like just tell me about you, Iris, my mom, like who isn't just there to make me feel better. Like, let me learn about you. Who are you? Why did we move from London? Like all of these questions that like 
I was genuinely curious about. And through those conversations and her talking to me, we grew very, very close and much closer than when I was in high school and was, you know, just like, I want money or like my parents don't give me anything. And blah, blah, blah. like I have, I can be a little entitled. And that's another thing that I'm like really working on is like, Oh, just because you want it doesn't mean you have to get it. Um, and that people have to give it to you when you need it. And I you know when you're asking for it. Uh, and so learning to just, just, you know, calm that down um, and build a relationship with my mom has been really nice because then when I ask for help or if I need something, it she feels like, oh, you're not just coming here for money. You're not just coming here for the mommy thing. Like you really do make me feel appreciated. And so like that has been really nice as I, and I think um, my sister can attest to this. She's probably, if she ever heard this, she'd be like, yeah, he does this. Is like, we won't talk for a second, but then if we talk or if I call, I'll be like, did you guys call mom for her birthday? Like I try to make sure because my mom is very specific about things like that. And she just, you know, she doesn't ask for much. She only wants a phone call on her birthday, you know? And, like, those little things. And she's like, the the, the grandchildren didn't call and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, eso no está. Like, you know, she gets very, like, that's not right. Like, I'm a grand, I'm the grandma and, like, I do so much. And I, and I just, like, love that she shares with me those things because I'm like, I get it, I get it, whatever. And so, um, you know, I just... I love my parents so much. Like, and I, I'm very fortunate that like they're still here and they're, they've been, they've seen so many versions of my life, like from Broadway to COVID and then the TikTok thing and like being in LA and now I get to go back to New York. And so I'm very happy to be closer to them. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love something that you named, uh, which I find so refreshing too, is getting to know mom for who she was and is before being that label of mom. Like what, what is it like to be, you know, Iris? Like, what do you like? What sets you off? What, you know, like what inspires you? Like all these layers that we ended up not getting to know our parents, um, for some of the work that, that I do sometimes with, uh, with students, it's, um, get to know this is, there's two sides, get to know the, the, all the hard things that your parents have gone through. Cause that level of resilience lives in you obviously looking from the other side to the shadow side, the trauma side, looking at like the generational wounds that your parents have had to carry grandparents, everyone in your lineage, because that shit's also in you too. And we all have, you know, all both the, you know, the, the resilience and also the, the shadow aspects of, of, of the wounds of the ways that we have, have hurt others, you know, and getting to know our lineage is so important. Please sound. It is. I want to jump in because I read somewhere, I forget where it was in this book or something that, um, what you, when you say like that lives in you, it quite literally does. I I saw either it was a study I read, but they say that they're, um, the, the, the lived experience of your ancestors, of your grandparents, of your parents is built is in your DNA. The trauma they, I think it had to do with trauma and like whatever they experienced trauma wise is something in you as well. Like it's, I, I, I'm, I don't know what the, you know, the wording is and, and the vocabulary kind of, um, like scientifically, but I remember thinking like, wow, that's really interesting that when people say like they, they, you know, your parents live in you, it's like, but it's their past experiences. That's there. That's a thing you have to, it maybe isn't so conscious, but it's in your DNA. It's part of your genetics. And I thought that was really interesting. So I just wanted to say like, if the audience is listening that like, you don't just mean like spiritually, like they're with me. It's like, no, I 
It's your genetic makeup, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. The there's a research. Um, Dr. Rachel Yehuda, uh, this Jewish mega mega boss. She's the one that kind of like put this on the map in a massive way through the research of uh of uh, Holocaust survivors, people in later generations. Yeah. Yes. 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 Wait. Keep keep going. Yeah. I think so. so. yeah, so she um, she was saying that you know because people from you know the descendants of people who were in the Holocaust camp, um, they were like, I feel these awful ways. I feel this this shame, this guilt, this sadness, this clinical sadness, and I can't shake it off. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't match the context of my life. And then she started to research and look back to see that oh wow, it's like the ways that your ancestors. Um, experienced the, the the tragedy of the Holocaust, the, the traumatic events that they went through. So all of that lives in you simultaneously to all the good, you know, um, to all the resilience building that they went through is all in us too. However, um, we are in a, in, a, in a time where it's really about bringing forth the shadow, which I find wonderful if we're also bringing enough light to the resilience as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that you named this and it's true. It lives in us. I mean, I have my mom's side of the family is very, very colorful. My grandmother, you know, um, killed herself. My mom was only 11. Two years later, my, my grandfather died of, of Parkinson's. And there's also like bluntly, um, explicit racism in the family, so much so that a family member died of a skin disease because he was darker skinned than the other members. So, and we just got the whole fucking, it's colorful, honey. So wow, the kinds yeah. of shadows, the kinds of demons that I had to like battle and make friends with to be here now and to be grounded and centered, um, it's crazy. But that's why I'm so inspired by by humans and 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 in caring for humans and being with humans. So yeah, yeah that's it's I completely share that. The like the awareness of the shadow. I love that you said that how do you what do you you call it the shadow uh just side? Just the shadow. Shadow side, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I I I'm so aware of it all the time. I know that it's there and it's the conscious choosing of making friends with your shadow name it honey say it loud i i think i'll make like, friends with your shadow baby because she's always going to be around so you might as well get get comfy you know what i mean and set your boundaries oh my god okay this is the clip that we're producers this is what we're putting out <laughs> this right here say it bitch okay it's true, listen, baby. i have to, no that was so genius thank you make friends and but set your boundaries bitch okay i want to ask you something i never have the opportunity to ask uh these Ooh. questions outside of my friend group um i want to talk to you about open relationships in queer community this mm. polyamory open relationship. What's your feedback? Because as far as I can tell, you are a pretty good Catholic girl, you know, monogamous. <laughs> I don't know whatever outside of what we saw on social media, but you guys were you. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're dating other people. I see that Chris is dating other people. I don't, I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not searching for that, but I want to know and have you because you have such a massive platform. Tell us what you really think about the open relationship in the queer community, how like big it is right now. And and tell us how it lands for you. You know, when I am not in relationship, I, it's so fierce to be the one who's like invited or the one who like 
can 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 be like uh, like when you're not in the when you're not the one in the relationship and then there are people who like you're attracted to who are you're like fierce okay you're open like i would like to experience you how lovely but it 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 is it is really hard to be in an open relationship i have been in an open relationship before and i remembered thinking i i didn't think i ever like didn't know when that could or would happen because I can also be quite possessive. I like when I like a thing, I want that thing to be mine. And I also, I'll be like, "Mm, I want to go over here though, but you can't go over there. So that's another thing that like is, is a, is fucked up about me or just a thing that I'm like, okay, you need to, you need to. So this year is the toxic trait. It's a bit of a toxic (laughs) trait for sure. Um, And, and so I, feel like in my experience, I did as best as I could, but I still got very jealous. And at the, at the, the thoughts of not really knowing what was going on. Cause we kind of did like a don't ask, don't tell thing for a second. And, you know, oddly enough, like I remember when we became open, there was a section of like the relationship. This was someone else. This wasn't Chris, but there was a section of time where like, I wasn't really like taking advantage of it. And I thought, Oh, like, it's funny. I have the freedom to, but now I don't want to, you know what I mean? And so that was an interesting thing that I just learned about my own psyche and just like that. Um, and you know, we went in and out of it, but, uh, I think I, I always kind of like tip my hat off to people who are in open relationships because I think whatever works for you is working for you. And if it isn't, we'll find out about it or you, you know, like, like we'll break up, you'll break up or not, or this or that. But like, it's none of my business slash, I think polyamory and being secure in that is, is there, it takes work. You know, it's not just like, Oh, I think I want this. Like, I want this new toy. Let me go have this new toy. Like that new toy is a person. That new relationship is, is a building of a connection that affects the other person that you will be affected by as well when they go back to their house because they're the primary relationship. I read Poly Secure this, um, this year, and it was an amazing book um, by Jessica Fern. And, if, and anyone listening, if you haven't read it and you're, you, know, you wonder why maybe you like, want to go over there while you still love the security you have over here, read that book. Um, and it really opened my eyes up to being way less judgy about open relationships and how when you take the time to communicate what it is you know, all parties are wanting and how they're feeling in the moment and how you repair maybe after there's a moment is, is so biggest thing was like repair. So like if someone's feeling slighted and there was a sort of a mishap in, in, in the way, you know, someone's omitted information or this or that, the repair was what they said is like the biggest form is like where they felt the love the most and where you learned um, and grew the bond of like your just connection that I would say with just any relationship, you don't even have to be in something open or in like a three, a thruple or whatever like that. Um, and I haven't been able to put any of that new knowledge to use cause I've been single. Um, but I will say like quite personally, I have always had a, uh, what's that called? Um, like I, couples and I just always get along. I don't know. It's because I just feel better knowing that like there's less pressure. And so like you two being where you are, allow me to feel way more comfortable with both of you because there's not the pressure of, I have to date one of you. Like 
going on a single date with one person, pressure, commitment, one person, there's more risk there. But like with people who are already in a relationship who are like, oh, like we love Ian. I'm like, I love you guys. Like it feels like easy. You know what I mean? And so that has been a joke. My friend Rob jokes about, he's like, you're catnip for couples. I'm like, baby, I I might be catnip, but I am also enjoying. It's not like I'm just the one they want. I also enjoy being a part of like kind of stepping into a world that's been created. Um, it is, has, has, is something I've like did a lot when I was younger. And like, it's, has, I've made connections with people who are in couples. And I think, I wonder what that's about. I think it's like, it gives me, you know, like a soft launch into relationship, but not actually going after my own maybe. But then at the same time, like I get my needs met in so many ways and I do like being alone. I don't know. It's just, you know, every day it changes and, and it's whatever feels good in the moment. Um, but I've never really told anyone that, but that's like a real thing. And in the gay world, like, you know, it's very common. Like there are people, you know, I, like not the thruple thing, but just like, just this, there's an openness. And I have very, very open, willing people around me who are just like really beautiful energy and, and who like, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because like, they're just, they're just re, um, affirming back what I give them. And so that's just so nice when you find those people who can do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does it feel in your body having said this out loud though? Um, you know, podcasts are interesting because I say it and with you, you received it and it was like, fine. It was like, not, it's not a thing. Um, but then like you forget that many, many people, I don't know how many are going to hear this. And I just hope that when they hear this, they're like, oh, okay. So I'm not alone in that. I also share like, um, a joy in feeling chosen by people just in general, feeling love. Like, and I, I, if I have an addiction, I have a, I have a love addiction for sure, which is ironic because like, I will also push things I love away. Um, and that's another bit of a toxic trait of mine is because I think I'm not deserving of it, or I think I'm going to fuck it up. And so a way to protect that person and myself from hurting period is I keep things at arm's length or have been very, very good about like not needing anyone. And this year I learned really deeply that I actually, not that I need people, but how much I need connection. And so therefore I do need people and that's okay to fucking say, cause for a while I was just like, I'm single and I'm independent. And you know what? Like I am, and I've survived it all, but baby, I could not have done this without the people in my life, without these new relationships I've made that have given me these, these bursts of life and have reminded me of what is already there, you know, but there are all these mirrors. And so people are mirrors and the less people you have around you, less mirrors. And you're, there's, you know, hopefully you have mirrors that are looking back at you with the same fondness that you're looking at them as you know, but, um, but yeah, like I need people to survive. So I will take love. I will, I love, I love receiving love and I love giving love anyway. Uh, long winded. No, anyway, no, no, anyway, this is like, you literally, it's almost like we, we co-wrote my new book together. Cause that's the introduction. It's the exact, you're literally, I say, stop shaming the word I need, you know, I think there's such a like, I'm independent. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. It's like, yes, no, bitch, yes. we are biologically, psychologically, spiritually wired to need each other. We cannot do it alone. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. 
That was beautiful. Is there another thought coming out before we close? I was just, it's just, it's just what you said about like, there really is this thing about, and I even, even saying it, it's like being honest about saying like, I need that. I need, this is what I need. And so, but once you get over it and you say it, you're like, yeah, because I do. I really, it feels empowering actually. But when you don't say it because there's this shame or, you know, like, I don't want to say that I, why, then, then you just keep, you literally just keep this act that you're doing where you're like, oh, I'm not gonna, the clutching of the, pro- you're just going to keep that alive because in some way that keep, you know, it's either serving you or you're just scared. You just, it's, it's habit. It's habit. It's not even like it's serving you, but it's habit. And you just have to literally go like, no, yeah, I need someone who's going to love me this way. I need to, and then when I meet someone who says that, usually I'm either like, oh, okay. But that's because I'm like, work, she knows what she wants. And I don't know what I want yet. I'm not voicing my wants that that deeply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Anyway, so Oof. it's all that. This is so fucking good. Wow. How lit. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Okay, last question for you. Are right we, you are okay, good. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you this was like deep, deep and so necessary. I, I I love the depth of where the conversation went. I really appreciate it. But okay, before we go, are you writing your own music? Ooh, no, I'm not writing my own music, but I am toying with the idea. I have this idea and um, like, and I'm, I'm really excited about it, but of like writing about my experience within the last couple of years, because like, I, I think like getting it all out on the paper and just like, um, like doing like a, a fiction uh, like novel about these two characters who are a TikTok couple and how like their lives completely change and how beautiful it is. And then just the ins and outs. And it would be, you know, obviously loosely based off of Chris and I, but it would be more about like me and how deep we just got is kind of how I, I want people to, I, I would like it to be about that, about this like boy who's getting everything and it's, 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 it's beautiful and things are happening for him. But then there's also some shadow and there's some self-sabotaging and there's all these thoughts that still feel so real. And so I was thinking about like, how fun would it be to do kind of like in the red, white, red, white, and royal blue world, like where you're, you can't put it down and, and it and excites you, like that kind of gay story. I would like to maybe do that about um, these two guys who fall in love and change the world with their love on social media. Bitch, you better call your agent right now and <laughs> let them know that this is a must. I didn't watch the movie though, but I I, I didn't watch the movie. No, I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie. Oh yeah, and I fucking loved it. Oh my! Oh, gosh. that's good. Yeah, the book yeah. was. Re- if you if you ever give yourself like you know a, a new book to want to read, it was really fun. It was really fun, and it's a gay gay story. And and I, I like you said, we don't have enough gay icons. We don't have enough young gay like well-rounded, you know, where you're just like, they're either beautiful inside and out, but then they're also fucked up and they're vulnerable and they're sharing them, like just talented, all the things like we need more of that. I need, you know, and, and, and the only way to do that is to believe we are that thing and make it so. Amen. We're going to leave it at that. Thank you, Ian. This was fucking amazing. What a joy. Thank Thank you very much, my love. Of course. Mwah. Mwah. Okay, but for real, wasn't he like delivering the hottest tea ever in the last like 10 minutes? I mean, the whole episode was fantastic, but the last 10 minutes was like, Ian, honey, this is boiling hot, but I want it. I can't stop, you know? Anyways, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. And guess what? I have got a gift 
for you, my darling. If you experience imposter syndrome, if you feel like the good things that you have created um, aren't really a, a byproduct of your hard work, but are a byproduct of luck, and every time you, you do something that you really love and you present yourself and you share yourself with the world, you always feel like, oh my God, they're going to find out that I'm a fraud. It's that sort of internalized uh, witch wound that there's something about the work that we're doing, about our magic, about our wisdom, about our, our capacity to help other people that is fundamentally flawed. That's the imposter syndrome talking, my darling. Okay. So if you leave me a reveal about the podcasts and you take a screenshot of it and you send that screenshot to operations at satdcmon.com, operations, you should not spell that. I have a hard time spelling things, but okay, I'll spell it for you. O-P-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-S at my full name, satdcmon.com, S-A-H-D-S-I-M-O-N-E.com. So operations at sadesimone.com with the subject line, podcast reveal. We will review what you've sent us and we're going to send you a free guide to help you end imposter syndrome. All right. I love you. See you on the next episode. Mwah! Okay, I'm calling on all the home bar enthusiasts right now. Are you ready to create a new kind of bar experience? One that's sober and filled with magic? Let's create a bar that goes beyond the ordinary, honey. And let's infuse it with the spirit of adventure, wellness, and connection. And listen, with that in mind, I need to share with you Anima Mundi's Apothecary and their wonderful brand new Elixir collection. When I saw that, I was like, honey, we got to share this with the community immediately. Even if you're not interested in becoming fully sober, you're sober curious, you just want to, you know, kind of try something different that's still going to make you feel good and sassy and delicious and be like, ooh, I like this. Then this is for you. One of their elixirs that I adore, it's the Euphoria. It's composed of organic, wild-crafted, and ethically grown botanicals. It's like a, a potion for joy. And trust me when I tell you this, honey, for those of us who are on a sober journey, or if you are on a sober, curious journey, you're going to drink this, honey, and you're going to be like, ooh, girl, what's in this shit? But hey, honey, it's just a bunch of amazing, organically grown botanicals mixed together to give you that, ooh, I like this feeling. You know what I mean? And they have this Elixir Kit Barista Series. It is gorgeous, iconic, legendary. Buy it for your house or also buy it for a friend. That got to be a sweet friend, honey, because that that's going to require your, a little bit of more of an investment. You could also just get each of the elixirs by themselves, right? And it's an invitation for you to become a spiritual mocktail barista in the comfort of your own home. You know, trust me, you're going to love it. Your body is definitely going to love it. Your mind will thank you and your soul will be like, okay, honey, okay, lit. Listen, and I guarantee you that people that try these elixirs are going to be like, oh, what's going on, honey, over here? I mean, you got to find a recipe that works, but this is the base of it. It's delicious, amazing, and it's going to get you lit.
Are you ready to unlock the magic of this elixir collection, honey? Head over to animamundiherbals.com. I'm going to try to spell that for you. A-N-I-M-A-M-U-N-D-I-herbals.com. Herbals is spelled H-E-R-B-A-L-S.com. Or instead of you listening to spell this, you know, trying to pass the spelling B over here, go to the link in the show notes. And listen, don't forget to use code capital S-A-H, number one and number five, SA15, at checkout for an exclusive 15% off your order. Okay, bless, bless all this beautiful, sober, spiritual bar experiences that you're about to create. Love you.